it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. This week we speak with returning guest Ken Brandt. You might remember that last November we spoke with Ken about the new member forums that Blind Citizens Australia regularly holds for people who have joined the organisation in the last few months. Ken is the author of Positive Vision, Enjoying the Adventures and Advantages of Poor Eyesight. Ken, thanks for joining us and welcome back to New Horizons. Hey, thanks very much for having me. Glad to be here. Why don't you remind us uh, about yourself and your background? I'm a... uh retired uh, author, or well, I retired and then I became an author. Uh, I wrote, I was spent many years in information technology and cybersecurity, uh, then retired. I'm a, I have uh, poor vision. I've got, uh, had sort of a roller coaster of vision, uh, lots of ups and downs. I've had uh, six different eye operations, including a cataract operation and a detached retina in each eye. My vision varies from, has varied a lot. Uh, right now it's at about 624 in my good eye and 648 in my other eye, which translates for anybody who might be listening in, in the U.S. to uh, 2080 and 2160. Um, I spent large, uh, had many years where I was legally blind. Um, I uh, have, based on that experience, after I retired, I wrote a book called Positive Vision, Enjoying the Adventures and Advantages of Poor Eyesight. And it's been uh, really fun talking to people about it. And I've, I've heard a lot of sort of heartfelt stories from people who I'd never met before who, who read it or listened to the audiobook version and really, really liked it and it, it helped them out. So that's really good. Plus, there's other people, lots of people with really good vision who just enjoyed the adventures and the humor. Let's talk a little bit about the process that you went through for writing the book. You, you mentioned that you've had ups and downs with your vision for quite a long time. What made you decide to write the book? And, and you know, I guess what was uh, the outcome that you expected from it? Well, I I was reluctant to discuss my vision for the vast majority of my life, but I had a lot of stories and anecdotes that people liked hearing about over coffee or beers that my friends enjoyed and thought were funny or exciting. And I thought, well, why don't I just write them all down in a book? I, I had not wanted to discuss my vision before that because I thought it might be detrimental to my career or people might feel bad or feel sorry for me about stuff related to vision and I just didn't want to bring up the subject and I thought well I'll just stay silent about it but I'm really glad I wrote the book it was fun to write and it took me about two years I would write a lot and then I would take a break for a couple weeks or days and then I would write a lot again and I did the same thing with the editing I'd hand it off to my editor. She would think of a bunch of suggestions and then I would I would rewrite, edit. And 
those gaps really helped a lot with the process. Uh, you would think of new ideas, better ways to say things, uh, adventures or anecdotes that you had forgot I had forgotten about. So all of that was was really really good, and it also enabled me to, you know, just confirm every any any um, part of the book that involved some friends and acquaintances. I ran by them, said, "All right, this is my recollection. Is this how you recollect it?" And got some my additional ideas and insights from them. So that was all really good. Mm. So that's that's how I proceeded. It it was a slow but steady process. Took took, took about two years. The narr- including the narration. The narration took a while too. Mm. Um, the process of learning how to use the uh, the audio software. And a friend of mine, I was I was I was very lucky in in several things. Um, one is visually, my wife is an art director and has designed tons of logos and sales pieces and brochures for large and small companies so she designed uh the interior of the book the layout and everything plus uh she designed the book cover so very very happy with all of that that was a lucky break for me i had a friend who i had known for many years but never worked with and she was an editor is an editor she's edited she's a columnist related to jazz in new york city plus she's edited practically every magazine you ever heard of like you know oprah popular mechanics vanity fair cosmopolitan etc 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 she's done editing for all of those places and she was the editor of the book which is great because in a lot of ways my book is like a magazine I suggest reading it from front to back, but it's a whole bunch of different things like a magazine. So you could really probably read it in any order. I uh, was very lucky. A friend of mine who I exercise with uh, three mornings a week, we work out uh, when lockdown permits us to work out together. He and some neighbors and I get together three mornings a week and exercise. And he's a uh, he won the uh, Order of Australia uh, one year for the work he's done for the environment and forestry and everything. And he's also a writer and he wrote the forward. So that was really an honor to have him write the forward. And all of those things were were really nice aspects of, of writing the book. Mm. Let's talk about the publishing process. Did you self-publish or did you were you successful in getting it uh, accepted by a publisher? Well, I read a lot about the whole pluses and minuses of both options. And I thought that it's... The the psychology and uh, reception of everything has changed dramatically over the last 10 or 20 years. And there doesn't seem to be any negative connotation to self-publishing. Lots of like really good books are self-published. So I said, all right, you know, it's going to be faster and easier. I'll just self-publish. And that's what I've done. And it's worked out really well. And let's talk about uh, what I guess most listeners to this program will be be interested in, the audiobook version. Um, I'm assuming before we do get into that, that it's available in ebook formats. And uh, have you thought about uh, Braille copies? Uh, Not Braille, no. But it is available in ebook and audio as well as print. And let's talk about the uh, the process of creating the audiobook. I understand that that, uh, that you narrated it yourself. I, I narrated ninety nine percent of it, and the other one percent was the person who wrote the forward narrated the forward. The person who, um, and then one other person read. There's a short 
inspiring or humorous quote at the start of each chapter. That was read by one friend and a different friend who's actually a professional actor. He read the uh, joke or jokes at the end of each chapter. And tell us about the process of doing the narration, particularly as a vision impaired person. Uh, you are obviously very familiar with the material, but when you're narrating it, of course, you have to make everything perfectly uh, correct. Did you use any form of assistive technology to do the narration? And what was your process for, you know, re-familiarizing yourself with the material so that you could present it in, in a professional manner? Well, two things. One is... Uh, Way before I started actually recording the narration of the book, as part of writing and editing the book, I read it out loud to myself several times, um, you know, just reading the word version on the screen. I, if I enlarge the word version, I can see it okay on the screen. And that helped a lot with the actual writing, and it caused me to make a bunch of changes where the sen a sentence, for example, would make complete sense, but I would never say it that way. You know, I'd, I'd mm. say it in shorter spurts, I'd s divide it into three sentences or, or whatever the case may be. It's much more natural if you if you change the writing to match how you speak. And that's how the book came out. So then the, in, er in terms of the process, um, you know, while wearing my reading glasses, I can see well enough to use uh, Audacity, which is a, a program for recording like all kinds of stuff, you know, music or books. And uh, that worked out uh, very, very well. So one, I had a friend who was the, uh, he's actually a piano player in a jazz band that I'm in. I'm an amateur trumpet player. And he very, very nicely uh, lent me his professional microphone uh, coached me on how to use the program and did the audio editing after I had created the whole book. He, he really went through it and, and did all the nips and tucks and whatever else you have to do to, to have it come out really well before I submitted it to the uh, distributor. So it's now available at all major places, on major online places that sell audiobooks. Do you know whether the Vision Australia Library has it? Uh, it doesn't have it yet. I I am going to give it to them, though. Um, there, uh, I had promised that to uh, Ron Hooten, and uh, I'm going to do it. I'm waiting. He's on vacation, so I need to like uh, wait. And as soon as he's back, I'm going to call him and ask him how do I go about doing that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's available through Audible, and uh, can you get it on CD for those who don't have access to uh, online reading methods? I actually don't know the answer to that. There, there's a lot of places where it's available, and I think most of them are downloading. You download it uh, onto your phone or your or your um, computer. Mm. Uh, I think some of the places where it'll be in libraries will be on CDs, but I, it's up to the individual place and I don't know, whatever they choose, it's going to be available in. Sure. Okay. And uh, the book is called Positive Vision. Enjoying the adventures and advantages of poor eyesight.
and uh, it's available through Audible and through other audio uh, and ebook downloading services. And it will soon be available for, through Vision Australia Library. Ken, once again, thanks for joining us on the program, and congratulations on uh, on on the book. And uh, any more books in your future? Do you think? I, I have a couple of different uh, ideas. Uh, one of my friends wants me to do a book on uh, where we would go around Australia and go to different pizza places and take a photos of the pizzas and write reviews and tell about the history of the place. I think that might be sort of fun because we both really like pizzas. Uh, but on the other hand, I would feel a little bad if I, I went to a place and, and didn't like the pizza. I, I wouldn't want to write about that and I'd feel bad not writing about it. Um, but I did have an, another idea, which is, or two other ideas, one of which is at the end of my book, I encourage people to, if they've got their own stories about adventures and advantages of having poor eyesight, to share them with me. And some people have. And if I get enough of those, I'll have another book about the collection of that. And then the third option is I'm thinking about writing a kid's version of the same book, you know, like Positive Vision for Kids. Uh, I think that could be a fun book as well. Mm, that sounds absolutely amazing. And uh, I encourage everybody to uh, to go out and read the book. As I said, Ken, once again, thanks for joining us. Good luck with everything. And uh, let us know when your next book's coming out. Thanks very much. Enjoyed being here. Ken Brandt there, author of Positive Vision, Enjoying the Adventures and Advantages of Poor Eyesight. It's available on Audible and it's available in ebook form in all of the usual areas. If you've got any story ideas or anything you'd like us to focus on in New Horizons, get in touch with me. New.horizons at bca.org.au is the address. New.horizons at bca.org.au. If you'd like to find out more about the work of Blind Citizens Australia or what's happening in and around the blind community, I'd encourage you to have a look at the BCA website. It's bca.org.au. That's bca.org.au. And if you'd like to get in touch with them directly, you can either email bca at bca.org.au or you can contact 1800 033 That number again, 1800-033-660. I hope you enjoy your week. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams. Of our dreams.